All right. Boom. We are live uh, with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. That's right. And we're coming to you uh, virtual, man. Uh, sometimes we have to do that. We have a great guest today uh, that's not here locally. So uh, this is the best way to do it. But we have Dave from the Release Over 20 uh, initiative. It's a uh, it's a cool conservation stuff. Conservation is one of the topics that we've talked about a few times on the show with some of the captains here locally. And uh, Dave's got a great uh, movement that he's that he started with the Release Over 20 for speckled trout or spotted sea trout, if you want to call them by their appropriate name. We're going to have him in here talking about why he got it started, what it means, and what he's trying to do for the uh, speckled trout population. Uh, but before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors like we always do. Uh, starting out with uh, Dr. Robbie Williams. I'm going to flash him on the screen here for you people. Uh, Southern Magnolia Smiles in Ocean Springs on Washington Avenue. If you're looking for a great local dentist. Uh, he's the guy, man. He's got a great team over there. They'll take care of you. Uh, he's into all the outdoor stuff just like we are, and he's been a sponsor of the show. We appreciate it. Look him up on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Southern Magnolia Smiles, uh, or you can check him out on their uh, website at southernmagnoliasmiles.com. Call him on the landline at 228-215-1202. We also want to mention Hill Tree Marketing. If you're a local business, a local anything, and you need a website, uh, they do website and graphic design, social media uh, management, IT services, videography, photography, and area cinematography, which means they have a kick-ass drone. They can get you some real cool footage. Uh, check them out at hilltreemarketing.com. They are local. Jesse uh, Hill is a local guy. Uh, he's doing our website for us right now. We're super excited. We saw some of the stuff that he's got. He's done a phenomenal job. We can't wait to roll that out and show it to you all. Uh, if you're looking for a local guy who can take care of some of this stuff for you, small business owners, man, get that off your plate. Let him take care of it for you. Coming up in May, uh, May the 29th, as a matter of fact, in downtown Ocean Springs, uh, it's the downtown Ocean Springs Crawfish Cook-Off. Uh, That's a heck of a name. Appropriately named. That's right. Uh, it's going to be 22 teams cooking over 2,000 pounds of crawfish. You buy your admission ticket. You go down there. You sample all the different teams. You vote for who's best. It's going to be a damn good time. They're going to have crawfish and beer. I really don't know what else uh, you could possibly want out of life. Um, also would make a good uh, apparel line, crawfish and beer, Joey. We should start something like that. Yeah. Be cool Shout out to Jordan and Matthew. Shout out to Jordan and Matthew. Uh, and finally here we want to thank Mr. Bill over at the Harrison County Development Commission. Uh, these guys are bringing in and managing a lot of stuff over in Harrison County. They bring in some uh, some really cool businesses. Um and they do a, a program that we specifically like to mention is the C program where they take high school kids and allow them to uh, shadow at jobs. They place them with uh, companies locally in fields that they're interested in to get them the experience uh, and a little taste of what they may do before they go off and spend a bunch of money on a college education. Kind of allows them to sample the uh, the industry before they uh, before they jump in. And if they like it and they continue with it, gives them a little bit of job experience and possibly matches them with a future employer right out of the gate. So yeah, that's cool. stuff over there, look them up online there, Harrison County Development Commission, and we appreciate them sponsoring the show. So uh, let's get Dave in here. Stop hearing me jib-jab about... Uh, There's a lot of jib-jabbing. A lot of jib-jabbing going on. Dave, man, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, just want to say... I'm a fan of the podcast. Y'all do a great job, uh, you know, producing it. And uh, I wish I could have come down there and uh, been in the studio. But, uh, you know, maybe in the in the near future, I want to come down and uh, hang out with Kyle, who yeah. your last guest. And uh, That's going to be killer. Get both maybe we could all get together me. then. That'd be cool, even if it's just for a beer or something. Dude, that would be, that would be amazing. Uh, here he is already in the comment section. Look, you say his name. And uh, <laughs> about already first comment. Yeah, Kyle, I wanted to uh, I took the hat off today. I wanted to make sure everybody knew, you know, bald is beautiful and I'm proud. So uh, I appreciate <laughs> the comments, sir. Uh, uh, but no, yeah, that's uh, that's Kyle and those guys is who we've talked about this program before or initiative. Is that how you refer to it? An initiative? Yeah, uh, initiative. Yeah. Uh, and the speckled truth, guys. It's the first time is how I heard about it, Joey. I, I'm assuming you as well, right? Yeah, same way. I saw. Uh, well, actually, yeah, one of Kyle's pictures was the release. He had a release over 20 banner on, it, and I clicked it, and of course, everything from your site pulled up. So I just mm -hmm. kind of dug into it. Um, if you could just just you know give us your background, man, and how everything just kind of came about. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, 
I'm a, I'm a little bit new to saltwater fishing, to be honest. I've been doing about 15 years, and most people have been doing it their whole lives. That wasn't me. I, I'm a I'm kind of a damn Yankee. I'm originally from Western New York, and I moved to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, with a company. This was in '97, so I've been here almost half my life. Um, but started fishing in only in like 2006, I think. Um, but kind of, uh, I, I have kind of a history in my life of uh, when I see certain things, I dive into them head first, and uh, and if it's especially if it's hard to do, um, you know, I'm a former pole vaulter. I used to ride dirt bikes. Used to windsurf, golf, you know, and uh, fishing is just kind of the latest incarnation of that. Once I, once I started getting into it, I just was like reading everything I could and um, fortunate to have been told from people I respect in the angling community that I was like probably the fastest learning fisherman I've ever seen. Um, so uh, I've been lucky to have a mentor. My business partner, Ralph Phillips, is like a legendary fisherman. He was one of three original guides here in Charleston and took me under his wing and kind of taught me his ways and uh i'm enjoying paying it forward and uh we founded i strike fishing together um in 2014 and uh it's been really successful and uh this release over 20 has kind of been a, a passion project of mine and it uh it originated because i've been doing this myself for about 10 years uh i just kind of started learning about and understanding that most big fish are female and that they spawn. And also to be honest, uh, a little bit of a personal uh, selfish reason is that I want to catch more big quality fish. And uh, I think we all do, but yeah. I figured, well, um, it's a little bit of frustration with our state as well. Um, regulation is not keeping up. And I figured, well, what can I do on a personal level? And I can just make my own limits. Um, more restrictive than the law. Okay, make if I if I want an upper slot for trout, I just make my own, and that's what I've done. And I just chose twenty inches, so that's kind of the origin of release over twenty. Although it's not just about trout, and it's not just about twenty inches. But I'd like to, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, um, something I've been doing myself, and 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 social media and uh, forums. I just would you know maybe show me. A picture of me releasing a fish and i'd say this is why i do it and there are the reasons reasons why and you know you put yourself out there and you don't always know who, if anyone's paying attention you know you probably noticed on the podcast too like you don't always get feedback until you're walking down the street and someone says hey man i love that podcast it's great yeah well i would go to like uh there's a local expo here and meet people from the other part of the state or maybe a different state and they'd say um you know i saw your post on releasing big trout and you know i thought it was really made a lot of sense and now i do it too and uh so i was kind of mulling in my head you know what should, i'd like to make this kind of initiative but i, I often have low, low confidence in my ideas and i'm like well i don't think anyone's gonna buy it or, or you know it's not gonna go anywhere and uh i was saying that exact same thing on a podcast in um eastern current up in uh wilmington north carolina and uh, Joe Neely from the CCA in North Carolina contacted me afterwards after he, after he heard the podcast and said, this is something that's legit and we need to, uh, you know, kick this off. So we, we sort of, he sort of provided the, the kick in the ass that I needed and a little bit of support. And they continue to be a supporter, a big supporter and um, a, really a partner, but they're kind of in a supporting role. So ever since then, I've sort of taken it and run with it, and uh, it's almost been a year now. It's grown like crazy, and from Virginia to Texas, it's been uh, amazing the response to it. Man, that's crazy! I didn't realize that it's only a year. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely has caught uh, caught some traction because I, I, like Joey, I see it online all the time now. And uh, what a great initiative way to take the bull by the horns, you know, and do it yourself. I was reading uh, on the Facebook group um, and the, the release over 20 people you watching and listening. Uh, go check it out. If you're not a member, join it. Uh, the bio you have on there, you mentioned a lot of it, like the North Carolina is a little bit different where 
the state legislature manages your 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 natural resources versus the Department of, of Marine Resources, what we have, right? A little bit different up there. Is that am I, am I understanding that right? Yeah, yeah. This okay. So I'm in South Carolina. It's kind of weird that North Carolina is my partner on this, but just how it worked out. Okay. Um, it's but really I consider it to be a nationwide thing. It's, right, uh, right, right. It's not really South Carolina, but yeah, that was uh, where the frustration came. You know, wh- when I said, like, I started doing this 10 years ago, one of the reasons was that I asked uh, uh, a person that I know, uh, and I just for, for to protect him, I won't say who it is, but he had a lot of uh, close interaction with how things, how laws are made. And I said, you know, what's the chance of there ever being an upper slot for trout? And he said, it's never going to happen in, in uh, South Carolina's the way it's set up, you know, it's like, it's, um, it's, it's complicated, but the DNR doesn't really, all they can do is suggest something in the, in the, uh, the state government is the one that makes a decision. And often it comes down to a few individuals. So it's pretty frustrating. I think the resource is not the primary concern. It's, uh, it's, you know, protecting like, you know, the, uh, you know, the history of what's happened in the past and people don't obviously no one wants to give up freedoms and regulations and i and i get that but uh sometimes i think the resource really should come first you know and and adapt to changing scenarios you know for example um you know we you have compounding things happening right now and and it's all significant so i want to ask you if this is also true in your state so if you talk to an old timer and they ask you how the fishing used to be, what do they say? Yeah, it's it was way better. better than it was now. Way better than it was. Okay. How about, uh, do you have declining habitat? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How about uh, pollution, increasing pollution, runoff, Absolutely. fertilizer? More um, how about pressure on the fishery? More people fishing than ever? Everybody Wait. owns a boat. Everybody owns a boat. How about technology and YouTube and teaching? Can can someone starting out fishing be more effective sooner than ever? That's what yeah. we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, you guys are using Kyle can catch okay. fish. Okay, and then my the last question is: Are the state regulations keeping pace with all that? No, I, no, no. I I don't think so. I mean, they have raised ours a little bit, but as far as the uh, the upper you know, the, the, the cap on the big trout, they haven't mm-hmm. done anything. It's always the, the numbers they're worried right, about. Right. It's not the actual size. And that's, that's my next question. I know y'all do a lot of research and speckle truth does a lot of research. What is the, when does a female produce its lo- the most eggs? You know what I'm saying? What size is the actual, what I, I know, you know, the answer. That's why I'm going to ask. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you, you brought that up because uh, one of the things I've been trying to do, is state facts based on scientific research, not opinions. And if someone comes to me with uh, a correction that's backed by data or science, I will, I will flat out correct myself and, and update it. Um, and, and I've taken a little flack because some of the facts that I've put out there are from South Carolina DNR research, and they don't necessarily apply to your area or Texas, for example. So here in South Carolina, a four-year-old trout is 20 inches long. Um, in your area, it's probably 22, 23 inches. So and our, trout, our trout habitat's not the best here in Mississippi now. When okay. you go to Texas, it's a whole yeah. ball game for sure. So in that, like a 23-inch trout is, I think, like in a Laguna Madre, that's more realistic. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I was saying before, this isn't really about 20 inches. It's kind of, you know, I, with iStrike, I've realized that marketing is a big thing. You know, release over 20 is a catchy name. It's something for people to rally around, but it's more setting your own upper slot and then, right. and then following it. So a four-year-old trout is actually probably a good benchmark, you know, in your area, whatever a four, four-year-old trout is, um, you know, maybe you set your limit at 22 or 23. Um, it's just that you see what I see my point right. there. That's what yeah, I'm getting right. at. It's, so, it's like in, in Texas, those guys throw 20 inch trout away all the time. You know, yeah. they're looking for 30 inch trout. You know, exactly. Trout, they call them no doubt. But a 20 inch right. trout in Mississippi, 
or maybe South Carolina where you're at, it's a, a, a pretty decent trout. Yeah, and and in Charleston, it we don't we probably have one of the worst trout fisheries in the country because <laughs> we have these gigantic tides. You know, a, a yeah. six to eight foot tide is is pretty common here. Wow, and they're getting hot. They're getting more every year, um, but you know, a twenty-inch trout is a good trout here. You know, I, yeah. I, I've I've had I've been lucky to have nine so far this year, and six of them were on the same day. But you know, in a year, I'm not going to catch a whole mess of twenty-inch trout. It's it's a it's a good that's a good fish for here. Thirty-inch trout, there I don't even know if there's going to be one caught in the whole entire state. Just to give, you know, so it's relative, it, it's different by state and area. Yeah. So y'all are pretty but, much in the same realm as we are. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I thought y'all had real big trout down there too. I don't know. Now, no now idea. We, we do have some big trout, but 30 inches, I've, I've seen maybe one or two. Yeah. Three maybe down here. Um, usually 20, 21, 22 inches is a, is a, a, a bigger trout down here. Mm hmm. Sure. Yeah, South so, Louisiana would be have some bigger ones, right? Just just to the west of us. So yeah, when you get towards Louisiana and Texas, that's when the the, the cows, and then down to Florida, of course, is when the thing when the yeah when the where, uh, where the habitat's a lot more you know extensive. But anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter that what those numbers are, but what what's truthful is that the largest fish are female, uh, primarily. Um, the, a male trout's not going to get much over like at the most 23 inches, but more often 21 is like a seven-year-old trout here in Charleston. That's an old trout. That's a gator. You know, 21 inch, 21 inch, 21 inch male is really big. So, um, but the bigger they get, they, they lay exponentially more eggs. So again, reference to Charleston, it's like an 11 inch trout lays about uh, 3 million eggs a year. Um, uh, an 18-inch trout, is up to like 17 million in a 20 inch trout's about 20 million eggs a year. And that's a single fish. And what I didn't realize until I, I started, um, you know, asking more of the wildlife biologist is that I always thought that trout spawned on the, like the full moons um, from like May through September and that's it. And that was completely wrong. They spawn about every four to five days. Oh wow! Really easy if you think about it. They yeah. drop off a little bit in the in the heat of summer, and then they pick back up in the fall. But they are spawning like crazy. Uh, so you can see what I mean. We talk about million, you know, it's twenty million eggs is a lot of eggs. Of course, they don't all grow into, into fish, but it's you know, it's a statistical thing. The more eggs are out there, the more fish there are going to be, um, you know, in the estuary. So, so yeah. Um, is there an answer to that number? How many actually make it? How many of those eggs actually? I, in the I don't know. And like I said, yeah. you know, if, if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to even. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. But, that's coming in on the comments right here. I got one asking that same question right there. But, you know, we could probably look that up, Joey, ourselves, and then put it in the comments after this is over with if we yeah. can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I see that question there. So, yeah, I don't know the answer, and uh, we, we can find it and try to post it. Um, but the, uh, the other thing, fact that's kind of interesting that I think a lot of people didn't know is how a, a measure of how rare a 20 inch trout is. And again, this is South Carolina referenced. Um, you start with a thousand trout year zero. These are the fingerlings. Um, after four years, there's only going to be eight of those trout left. Wow. That has to do with natural mortality, angling, uh, you know, people keeping, catching, um, all, all in, eight out of a thousand is a 20-inch trout four years later. So when you catch one of those fish, I mean, it start you start to understand how special that thing is. You know, you want to you want to treat that thing um, like how special, you know, equal to how special it is. I mean, um, you know, you don't want to be dropping it in the boat, uh, keeping it out of the water forever if you're going to release it. You know, if you want to release it, you want to handle it right. One thing that I do is uh, I have a bubbler on my boat with a live well, with air bubbler in it. And um, if I, when I catch a fish, I'll usually throw it in there just to keep it alive while I get all my, my camera and mm -hmm. ruler ready and stuff like that. And then I'll take it out, quickly take the picture and then release it. And, um, you know, there's just things you can do like that to, to help 
ensure that they're going to live once you let them go. That's yeah. good, and, you know, the other thing I want to say is that uh, this initiative is not about releasing every fish that you catch. I get that gets that, that I get that feedback sometimes too. I kept three the other day for dinner. Um, it's about sustainability. So it's really just making sure that we have equal or more fish in the future than we have now and, and hopefully better quality fish too. I, I am, I'll stay right now. I think all species of fish should have an upper slot. Let those big ones live, let them spawn. They'll be bigger fish to catch and target. People are going to start traveling to your state. You know, I've, I've personally traveled specifically to catch trout to North Carolina, Louisiana, and Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And can you imagine if they pull the gill nuts out of North Carolina with the fishery will be there? I mean, the whole country is going to want to go to North Carolina to, to, tar- to target gator trout. It'd be I, I got a buddy. I got a buddy in North Carolina that that catches pretty good trout up there. I mean, they got a pretty good. That's with gill nets too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, they catch a bunch of trout. He shows me pictures all the time. So yeah, his name's Andrew. He he kills it up there. So. I don't know. I, I think the upper slot is good, especially, you know, e- even redfish, snapper, triple tail. And then that's where you get into that slippery slope of, well, I caught a 25-pound snapper and I can only keep two. You want me to throw it back. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like, where do you draw the line? If You, you, you can eat some, you can keep some. You just got to know how to balance it out, correct? And I agree. Um, yeah. But I, I think my argument, though, is if you have if you have a certain limit where they've got a few years to be uh, free to spawn, unharassed, then it's going to result in more numbers to catch in the slot in the future, so that you don't have to get to these measures of closing fisheries and cutting the creel down to almost nothing. You know, just let the big ones go, and then hopefully have plentiful fish for everyone to, to keep if they want that are not in the slot. I mean, I'm sorry, that are in the slot. Right. And I love, I love to see uh, how, you know, that like you as the angler is the one pushing for the conservation because whether you're talking about fishing or, or like hunting a lot, right? People, especially in hunting, people kind of get offended for some reason now, new age kind of thing. And they, they don't realize that it's the outdoorsman that wants to protect the resource, especially the recreational guy, as much or more than anybody else, whether that be an elected official or Department of Marine Resources or whatever. And I think you're proof positive of that. And that, that's that's really cool. Well, not just me, but the, uh, you know, the five or six thousand followers on Instagram and the two thousand on Facebook and growing every day by, you know, 10 percent a month. Correct. Um, it's um, it's gaining traction. I think people it resonates with people. And, uh, and Kyle's mentioned it before, and, and and you touched on it at the beginning. It's like changing the mindset using social media as a tool, which is wow. Could, you know, something positive comes out of social media. That's awesome, right? Changing the the mindset of the meat hall, you know, with the picture on the front of the boat with with way more meat than you could probably eat, right? I mean unless you're giving it away or donating to some homeless shelter or something, right. Um, to saying, Hey, let's keep it alive. Like you're doing, think you think it through, put it in a live box, get your phone ready, take that picture and cherish that and, and send the, send those bigger fish back so that you can catch more of them. I mean, to me, it does, it makes a lot of sense and still catch what you want to eat when you're, when you're ready for it. Exactly. That's the gist of it. And you know, it, it's, it'd be really cool if we get to a point someday where, you know, you're, you're beating your chest based on how many, you know, 28-inch trout you caught and released instead of how many you caught and laid on your deck and put in the cooler. Um, you know, I if I think how much do I how much enjoyment do I get out of going out fishing, having a lot of fish to catch and quality fish to catch, and you know, you catch that one trophy, I get just such a high off that versus. Yeah if I bring back a fish and have it for dinner, well, I really enjoy that. But, you know, I, I enjoyed that for uh, 15 minutes and, um, and that fish is, is not going to be caught again. I just, you know, as long as the grocery store is open, um, you know, I'll have, uh, I'll have a, a fish too every so often for dinner and enjoy it. But, uh, I don't need to, I don't need to lay the deck out full of fish and put them in the freezer and then eventually chuck them out. 
Right, right. Just that's personal feeling. Uh, I think now, a lot of people agree, though. Yep. Is there research that shows the turnaround time? Like if we, if everybody did the 20 inch trout release, what would it take? How many years to get where you needed to be back up? I don't think that, well, there might, there may, there may be based on like when I know like Texas has put in some upper slots in uh, Florida. Um, there's a captain in Florida. Um, I've never met him. His name's Tyler Capella. He's pretty, pretty uh, well-known captain in um, Tampa Bay. And he tagged us on a post about a year, maybe it was like six months ago. And he said, ever since that Florida sort of um, closed the fishery for trout, or at least severely reduced the, the catch and creel, yeah, he said it's been the, like three, right? Yeah, and it's been like two years since they did it. Yeah. He said he is having the best trout um, season he's ever had in terms of quantity and quality. So, it doesn't take long. I mean, they're, they're, like I said, you know, when they're laying 20 million eggs of fish, they're serial spawners and they're resilient and they'll, they will rebound fast. And, uh, you know, here's another example. We get a lot of freezes here in Charleston and, the, and our populations are primarily affected by freezes. You know, if we have a really cold winter where the water gets down into the mid forties for like a week, we're going to have a very significant kill of trout. And I and think it's what just happened in Texas, right? It is. I was worried about yeah. down there. It's, it's quite that. rare in Charleston. I mean, in uh, Texas, but it's not rare in Charleston. It's it's about every, you know, every seven eight years it happens here. It's pretty pretty often. But we had one in in um, 2018 where it got really cold down in the 30s overnight. Had six inches of snow and whatever, and it was really we were all freaking out and we we're worried. The DNR did something cool where they had a, a let them spawn, let them live campaign where they just encouraged anglers to let, let their all their fish go. And this was the, this was the inspiration for this release 21, 2021 Texas thing that we just did with Speckle Truth, where we just made decals. Uh, Z-Man and us um, partnered, put some money in, made a bunch of decals, hashtag release uh, 2018 SC, and just kind of get everyone on board with that. And the numbers don't lie. If you look at, like they do, the, the DNR does um, trawling and um, travel net surveys, and they can tell statistically what the populations are doing. And you can sure enough see a drop off 2018, but then like 2019, it went raging back. I mean, and we are currently this year is the best trout population in year we've had in since I've been fishing. We have, they had, they set a record in the travel net in the Cape Romaine area where it was like the most trout they've ever caught in a single trammel nut this year. So record, record trout season we're having right now. And a lot of um, 23 inches. So there's a year class of like 23 inch trout, which is a really good trout for here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of them. I caught, I've caught a couple and I've had a lot coming in release over 20. Those fish all survived the 2018 freeze. And um, you know, they're five, six years old. So um, you know, angling, you know, pe- people participating in releasing, it really has a significant effect. You can tell it's in the yeah. numbers. For sure. So you're, you're talking one eat. I mean, they, they're so quick and they, you know, they spawn so much one year, two year and they're, and they're yeah. right back up to where it needs to be. Yeah. And that's what we were trying to, to get across in Texas is like, you know, if you just let all your fish go in Texas this year, 2021, just let them go. It's not that big of a sacrifice. It's one year. Let all those fish that are that survive, let them spawn. And the the impact in the next two or three, four years is going to be a lot higher than if people just kept going in and just and harvesting fish like they always have. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's uh, it's worth it. You know, it's and, and again, I think it's conquering that. Uh, the philosophy or whatever uh, of, of keeping as much as you can to prove how good you are. Right. You change the yeah. mind on that and then, and then people will be willing to do it. And uh, like you say, I mean, proof is there that it, that they will rebound and, and it increases the fun and increases that high. Like you mentioned that you get when you catch those big trout, we've all experienced that before, yeah. uh, you know, catching a, a nice fish. 
and uh, it, it's all around a positive thing. I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, that you're you're saying growing online with the social media platforms, ten percent. That's that's awesome too. So mm-hmm. that's what you can do. You can make a, a you can put a big dent in it if you get the uh, the social media stuff on board for sure. Yeah, and the cool thing has been that the response in the, in outside of South Carolina, um, Virginia is our biggest participant. Um, really? They have the most releases in. Uh, Man, they catch. There's there's some individuals up there that are catching some huge trout and lots of them. And you know, Texas is number two, and uh, you know, people from all around the country are just are are participating like crazy. And I think slowly as word spreads, it's it's growing. You know, it's it's pretty neat. And uh, hopefully, I'll have the the problem of having to get some help. And I'm also trying to figure out a way to make this to spin this off into its own entity right now it's kind of like a you know i'm using all eye strikes resources to um to handle a lot of the cost and i've done that for a reason and that's that's to avoid overhead you right. know if if i if i get my own domain name and web hosting and secure sockets and all you know pay for pay for the database features and everything like that then it then when people donate to initiative it go some of it's got to go to overhead and um, right. i've been trying to avoid that but i think i'm going to have to eventually and i also don't want i don't want people to to think that iStrike's benefiting from it it's just um you know i'm just doing it to try to save overhead but uh like i said it's it's a passion project and uh and i'm just doing it on my own time well uh that brings up another point that we mentioned before we went live here uh didn't you say you just created an actual facebook page for it right <laughs> send yeah it, people there, kyle huh? if you're listening it's hot off the press it's hot off the press like 30 <laughs> minutes ago i made a facebook page so appreciate, yeah. the, appreciate the suggestion it doesn't have anything in it yet but it will it will soon yeah we'll kill it man that's uh, probably the best place to send people uh did you say you're on instagram as well they can yeah, check instagram's our primary um social media at release over 20 and um we so here's how I, I didn't mention how this works so yeah i was about to say tell us how this works, <laughs> how this works. yeah been talking about it i might want to do that 32 yeah. minutes yeah A cliffhanger man you gotta keep them yeah going. yeah so so here's here's how i'm trying to do this i'm trying to reward conservation behavior and i'm doing that by when you end when you when you catch a 20 inch trout and now it's also floundered and that ain't going well so far, but I'm hoping eventually to, uh, to uh, add more fish. People don't want to release a flounder. I'll tell you that right now. Flounder are screwed. Yeah. They're delicious. Um, That's what I'm saying. Long, yeah. They're delicious. And I agree. And so does my wife, yeah. but for that, every single flounder that's keeper size is female is, um, is a female, at least in South Carolina, the males only get about 13 and a half inches. Most people don't know that. No. And then we, when we kill and eat all the females, guess what? The numbers yeah. decline, and it's happening from the entire range of flounder. They're all in decline. Um, but anyway, I, I digress. But anyway, so when you catch and release, if you catch and release a, a fish, all you got to do is take a snapshot. This is an honor system. I'm not, like, policing if it's a quarter inch under or whatever. I'm just trying to reward people for doing the right thing, letting their fish go. Take a picture. I don't care if you're holding it up. I almost, I almost prefer you holding it up so I can uh, repost it. But I'll take it on a ruler. I'll take a screenshot of a video. doesn't matter. Go to releaseover20.com. So I do have that um, domain name. That takes you straight to a form. And you can do it on your cell phone while you're on the boat. It takes just two seconds. It's super fast. And then when you do that, um, you have the option to release or to receive um, decals. So this is... The, what I call the OG decal. This is our logo. Um, but I also have this one, which is getting to be really popular. This is what I call the QR code. So what I have, just as a, for example, I have this on the console of my boat. And all you got to do is open your phone camera app so it looks like a live, you know, live image. And it'll pop up the link directly to the uh, entry form. So we have some charter captains here loving this thing because they can just tell their clients, okay, point your phone at that, enter information, you get these free decals. So I send these out completely for free. And yeah, I've that's... had some people that are like serial enterers. I've had 
a guy in Virginia, um, Corey Mayo, submit 55 fish in last November, I think. And it got to be a little pricey. (laughs) But also, I mean, who needs 55 of of these things, you know? Yeah. So I I made this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I saw somebody the other day with those stickers on the center console where they just released 20 or so trout. Yeah, those right there. Yeah. 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 So the helmet decal, this is just like, you know, football player helmets or – Get attacked or you know, side of a fighter jet, all their little kills. Yeah, that's you know? what I was thinking of on the side. And of the um, yeah. what I do myself is I this is how I tally my release over twenties for the year, and uh, I just stick them on the inside of my boat. And uh, now I know I've got nine, and I'm just going to keep on going. Maybe when the year's over, I'll peel them all off and start again in 2022. Yeah, but Kyle uh, says, so Kyle says he's got a bunch of QR stickers. He's about to give them out tomorrow, and in Rocky. Brooks, I don't know if you know him, but he he owns a, 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 t- a local tackle store down here. He said he needs one for his window for sure. All right, cool. Rocky over at CSS. And he he, he catches trout that big, so he'll probably get some anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, if y'all you can get a hold of me through uh, through the media, and I'll send you some, or Kyle can send you some. Kyle's but anyway, these are free. These are completely no cost to the people entering fish. It's just rewarding people for entering their fish. It's funded by um, apparel. And I've got some solar shirts I'm getting made up again and private donations, um, which are all on our store at iStrikeFishing.com. There's a category for at least over 20. You can also buy these decals um, at our cost. It's a buck 75 delivered to your door, which just covers like the cost of the sticker, the cost of the postage. And it's, um, it's a wash for us. Um, but the cool thing is that every time you enter a fish, I've lined up some amazing sponsors. I don't know if you've seen the page or not, but yeah, Z- Z-Man, oh, Salt Strong, Mirror Lure, yeah. Yeah. Bubba, Toadfish. It's a, a, it's a lot of heavy hitters and even a lot of smaller people that are on board. They'll just contribute a few things and I'll take anything. And all I ask from those sponsors is that they send me some stuff and I give it all away. 100% yeah. of it. I got a, I got a huge um, corner of the shop just full of just stuff to, to donate. It's got a bunch of stuff from Waterloo Rods. And um, and so what I do is I, I pull out a selection of all that stuff, and then I take a picture of it. If you look on our Instagram, you'll see the past past giveaways. It usually amounts to like two or three hundred dollars worth of stuff. Uh, Prime Gancho donates always like a you know bunch of solar shirts, hats, lots of good stuff. And and then I pick on on live um, Instagram. In, uh, in random.org, on, uh, I do it live. I pick a winner, and um, they send, I send them that huge pile of stuff, and they're so thrilled to get it. And it's it's just it's, it's good for the sponsor's exposure, and it shows them that they support conservation. Uh, I love giving it away. The people love getting it. Um, it's just it's good all around. I'm trying to be like the most positive thing you've ever seen on uh, social media. <laughs> yeah, I will, I, and I won't tolerate people like bashing other people. Like, oh, the fish are in the gills. Well, I'll, I try to use it as a learning experience. You know, hey, at least they're trying to release their fish. But right. how how would you suggest that they do it? You know, may, maybe you post a video showing proper release, and we'll all learn from it, and and not yeah. piling on people. And uh, you know, and I and believe me, I get a lot of haters. Oh, this, yeah. You know, I get people saying, you know your virtue signaling and your, um, you know, you, you think you're making a difference, but it doesn't make a damn bit of difference and blah, blah, blah. And I just try to ignore it. I'm just, I'm just doing my own thing and keep on, keep on rolling. And I I believe that, you know, uh, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is the right thing and it's backed by science. And, uh, you know, I just think that, I, I just try not to let that bother me, I, and I really try to keep the page 100% positive. Well, you mentioned it right there, back by science. So that right there can can debate, you know, or put to bed like you're not making a difference. You think you are, but you're not, right? So it's like let's talk to the Department of Marine Sources, the CCAs, and stuff like that, and see if it is. Because you know, I'm I'm sure you're the type of guys. If it wasn't, you'd be like, okay, let's reevaluate and figure out why, right? And the virtual yeah. part that's that's a good one because. 
and I was going to say this earlier too, it's like there's a big difference between letting people buy into something on their own because sometimes even if even if your uh, congressman would make this this rule, obviously people are going to follow because they don't want to get fined or lose their fishing privileges or whatever, but they may resent it more, right? If you kind of coax people into it through good information and social media buy-in, they're a lot more likely to participate in it and enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And since you're not shoving it down people's throat and you just said you like to keep your your group positive, that's not virtue signaling. That's the opposite yeah. of that. Those people yeah. are, they, they're going to make you do what they want to do, right? And, you know, and it's funny. When someone first said it to me, I had actually to look it up. What is What the hell is that? <laughs> And you know, one of the definitions is like disingenuous, and it's like you know, it's bullshit because if uh, if I stop this initiative to today, I'm still releasing all my trout over twenty because it's because uh, it's something I believe in, you know. And I had a buddy I took out the other day, and he said he commented, he said, you know, it's pretty cool to see, and you you caught you know you caught a, that twenty inch trout. There was no hesitation. You you know you took care of that thing and you put it right back, and it wasn't any like oh maybe I'll keep this. He's like, you just, you just did it. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I do. You know, I got the hat. Yeah. 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 on the hat. But yeah. But that's awesome, man. It, it didn't, and where, where you started on Facebook, Facebook is your main page. I mean, you just started it, the main page. Instagram is your main page, right? Instagram is the main page. Yeah. And where, where do we submit these pictures? It, it says everything online. Releaseover20.com. Super easy to remember. Um, it's, and you type that in. And, and even better, if you have that QR code on your boat, which I just gave a bunch of these to Kyle to hand yeah. out in, in your area. And, you know, if there's any um, if there's any shops, like your, your friend there, yeah, like I'm more than happy to send a stack of these anywhere for free. If you want to put them on your countertop and hand them out to people, you know, we're, we're trying to get more and more people to do it. And um, that's the way you just give stuff out for free, you know, yeah. Yeah. Decal. but that makes it really easy. Just point your phone at it and you're good to go. You can enter that fish. A lot of people think if I tag, if they tag my, they tag me on Instagram or Facebook with a picture that it counts and it doesn't. And I tell them that every time you have to enter it. Yeah. And, it's, and the reason, here's the reason why. I have a day job. I'm a I'm a um, engineer. I have I strike, which is pretty much the second full time job. I have a family. I try to go fishing when I can. I don't got time. I'm not tracking everyone down. There's no way. I'm not hurting cats like that. You got to right. answer it there. Why? Because it goes in a database. All I got to do is download that into a, a spreadsheet, and it makes my life easy. And that's why I do it. So you're you're telling us you're a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just an average guy. I'm no different than anybody else. That's right. Uh, just, I'm just sort of a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can relate a little bit to that. We, we yeah, kind of I bet you can. Out. Yeah. But, hey, I I wanted to give a shout-out to, to Speckle Truth and Kyle and Chris and the guys. I, I haven't met Edward, but uh, I've, met, I've met Keith. And um, we uh, we're like brothers – together our organizations are very very much similar yeah and that we're all trying to do the same thing and they're the pioneers of it and i've i have an incredible amount of respect for those guys and uh if you don't follow them you really need to they're they're paving the way and um i'm just you know the difference the overlap is a lot but the difference is that i'm not all about trout per se and i'm not i'm not necessarily educating people on big trout or how to catch them. I'm just trying to um, encourage people to release big fish. And that it also it pertains to really any inshore fish, but I just started out focusing on trout. And um, like I said, I folded in flounder in 2021. It might eventually make it broad ranging, but it's just, I'm just trying to keep it um, manageable for now. But, you know, I could definitely see snook being in there. Anything that doesn't, necessarily have an upper slot right now redfish yeah. for the most part across the country already have an upper slot um but you know we and we have a upper slot for redfish here in charleston and it or in south carolina it's been wildly successful there's there's probably 300 plus guides in charleston which is a lot and most of them make their living off bull redfish 
we have an incredible yeah. fishery, bull redfish here in Charleston. It's, it's easy to catch them. It's like bread and butter to go out there and catch, catch a 30, 40 to 50 inch redfish mm-hmm. um, because of that upper slot. And there's so many fish now that they school in the, in the colder months after they're done spawning, they go out, they go near shore and it's becoming a, a, a thing where people target these schools. They can go out there. You've seen them, I'm sure on online, but, uh, you know, you can come up on a school of 500 fish that are 45 to 50 inches long and they'll eat anything you throw at them. It's just crazy cool. Uh, but that, if you didn't have that upper slot, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be there. So, and, I mean, upper slots work. They really do. Yeah. We have one, and, and I don't want to – like I the, the last thing I want to catch – well, not catch, but the last thing I want to keep is a 40-inch redfish. Yeah. I don't want to clean that. I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. I might as well just let that thing go and swim and have a nice day. It's mm. Like a, a 18 to 27-inch, like a slot redfish, I'm good with eating those. But the 40 sure. inches, I'm letting them go for sure. Sure. Yeah, you know, coming back, uh, some of this I remember. I remembered is, um, you know, I get a lot of people saying, "Well, if you catch and release a trout, it's going to die anyway." Well, if you look at uh, Greg, I think it's Sturts or Stunts. He's from um, the. He's from Texas. He's a he's a wildlife biologist. That uh, uh, my friend uh, Wayne Davis. He does a lot of videos with him, and he's really a leader in um, in understanding fish behavior and posting it out there. He, he has some videos that, that, that show that the, the survival rate of released trout is a lot higher than people think. Um, I think that changes if you keep them out of the water for so long that they're oxygen deprived, or if you're holding it up for a picture and it drops on the boat, six feet down on the boat, yeah. you know, all those things. And of course, when it, when the water's hot, they're more likely to, to die. But, uh, He's shown that they will survive if you handle them right and let them go. Yeah, yeah it's like we, it's a big number. It's like eighty percent or more. We have a few live uh, tournaments around here, and it's you know uh, don't touch them with your hands. You got to put the special stuff in your live well. I don't I don't know what that's mm-hmm. called. But, um, it, it seems like they do pretty good with them. Is it for trout? Yeah, we do live release trout. Yeah, yeah man, that's that's wonderful. Um, my, my friend Dan Connolly up here in, in South Carolina, he, he's like a pioneer up here. He started the first, for, to my knowledge, the first trout, live release trout tournament in South Carolina. And it's growing and it's really successful. And I participated in it last, last December. It's in Merle's Inlet. And, you know, you bring in your trout and there's a huge penalty if it's dead. And, you, you know, you yeah. really fast bring it up in a, in a cooler full of water. They, they measure it. And right back in the water it goes, and right. um, it's that's the way of the future. I mean, kill tournaments are, I think are, are if you're doing a kill tournament anymore, why? Yeah, there's no reason for it. And I guess that's through every fish. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. speckled trout. It's for everything. Right. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, man. I love what you're doing. We appreciate it. Uh, we want to thank you for taking your time out of your evening to come on and chat with us. Uh, it's been our pleasure. Uh, is there anything we didn't touch on, man, that you want to let the people know before we before we jump off of here? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. But, you know, like I said, just if you follow us, um, tell your friends if you believe in it. Um, just trying to keep things positive and releaseover20.com is how you enter your fish. And, um, you know, if you believe in it, remember that this is all funded by donations. So um, I you have my word that I am not taking a penny i've not i've never taken a dime off this thing um it just uh it goes right back to the people participating every single penny of it and i donate all my time which is substantial and uh you know i just i appreciate you having me on and you know to, to be able to to talk and you know you you your followers are probably mostly in your general area you know yeah. upper gulf coast and um I don't think there probably not a lot of, a lot of people have, uh, have heard, you know, what I'm trying to do with this yet. And, uh, hopefully a lot of more people get on board. Um, you might've saw a little girl in Alabama, which is pretty close by a little Raylan Bosarge won our giveaway. She's like Sweet. eight or nine years old. And that little girl has caught more trout than most adults. 
like some yeah. beautiful 28, 29 inch trial, big ones. So, um, you know, you get families with kids involved and, uh, she's a hundred percent on board and she's probably telling all her friends. So, uh, you know, let's just try to spread it. Yeah. See what we can do. That's how it works, man. If there's any, uh, ever a time that we can help out with anything, you want to jump back on here for any reason, any announcements or whatever, don't hesitate to, uh, to let us know. It's open invitation. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll come down there and visit y'all in person and that'd be cool. Yeah, we want to get involved with the tournament for sure. Great. All right, man. Well, you have a great evening, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see you all in the next one. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Take care. All right, Joey. Another one in the books. Oh, I removed Joey. Look at that. Hey, <laughs> not, not not good. Good. Yeah, you're back. You're back. All right, man. Uh, that was a good one. Through the uh, through the interwebs, didn't uh, have no technical, too bad technical issues. So not not till right now. You look like you're like break dancing with your dial up internet, bro. All right, well let's get out of here then. <laughs> All right, later. Thanks so much for checking out the episode. Hope you dug it. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you're following us on all the social platforms. That's at BrownwaterB, all one word. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, you name it, we're there. Be sure to check us out. And uh, if you're really enjoying the show and you want to be a supporter, man, jump over to brownwaterbanter.com. We have all kind of merch for sale. We have our uh, leather patch uh, Richardson 112 snapback hats. We've got t-shirts, dry fit hoodies, dry fit short sleeve, dry fit long sleeves, uh, cotton t-shirts. So whatever you were looking for, we got you covered there. Once again, thanks so much for checking us out and uh, we'll see you on the next one.